Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to this week's episode of Wakilisha Podcast. I'm Zippy. Brian Bright. Elizabeth Jambi. And today we're having a very interesting episode where I we'll be... special. Oh. Let's not I didn't... say special anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you should introduce more episodes. <laughs> yeah. Because no, Brian intru- and I always say special, special always. episodes. <laughs> okay, this, this one is interesting because we get to hear people's views on what juvenile justice means to them. Before we dive into the episode, our reflections for the week. I'm not going first. Wow, wow, thank you. <laughs> Jambi? So I have a very, um, I don't know if the word is political reflection, but anyway, so you guys know I produce another podcast for mm-hmm. Oxfam International, and I recently got to host one episode, and it was really, really interesting. We were talking about public services and specifically public transport by bus so it was focused on a report that has just been released looking at the privatization of public bus transport in Mm -hmm. the uk Uh, but we are also looking at how has public transport been privatized you know across the world we looked at the brt system in Mm -hmm. dar es salaam i know you guys have seen that red line on thicker road yes (laughs) that you are told buses are coming and then at joy ziona you know so it was basically an episode around that, and it really got me learning and thinking a lot. And just in preparation, I was speaking to one of my friends, and he was telling me how we used to have mega riders. You guys know mega rider? I don't know what that Have is. you ever heard of mega rider? I have never heard of that. Yeah, because we're, we're all so young, we don't know that there was a time like public transport was a thing. Like we're so used to matatus and you pay and all that. But, you know, we have KBS. That's yes. the Kenya bus service. Yeah. The time transport was run by the Kenya bus service, mm-hmm. but it's now been privatized. 
So imagine how cool it was. So my friend was telling me you'd have this mega rider card. And it was basically like a pass across. I don't know if it was outside Nairobi, but we were talking about the context of Nairobi. Mm-hmm. With that card, once you've paid for it, you could go anywhere. Imagine. Oh, like wow. So there was a specific amount you pay, I think, for the month. And because he was a student, then there were student um, subsidies. And you could just go anywhere. You guys, do you know how amazing that is you know how limiting transport is for some people oh, yeah. imagine yes. these people who sure. miss job interviews miss so many things just because they don't have access to transport and that is my reflection for today because it was it was such an eye opener we don't have a specific right to transport in law per mm-hmm. se but mm-hmm. one of the arguments in that report was that there probably should be because Transport is how you access healthcare. It's how you access your right to association. For example, mm-hmm. if there's a rally, you need to get to that rally. Yeah. Like transport is tied to so many of even even just look at the kids we work with, right? Sometimes yeah. you have to go to court, but at a fair, hakuna. You yeah. Know? True. So that is my reflection. Oh, nice. Oh wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> just to say i see zp ready with her phone in hand no. i feel like she already has her reflection written for sure yes <laughs> i have mine ready <laughs> i don't have a serious reflection i never do and it's not Today for I've lack left of your camp hey, like, clearly it's not for lack of engaging with serious material i do sometimes but yeah i really don't feel like i have a very serious reflection mm-hmm. so i'm just going to say that i have Officially, today is November 17th at the mm-hmm. time of recording this episode. And I have officially started watching Christmas movies and oh, listening wow. to Christmas music. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as of last weekend. So I am in the spirit. And yes, I am here to spread Christmas cheer with you all wow. in lieu of a reflection. <laughs> I started um, before you. <laughs> uh, so mine, as you may know or may not know, I have rabbits. I rear rabbits. I didn't okay. know that. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, I have a family of six. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. And so uh, we're talking the other day with my siblings. And then he said, you know, like rabbits can't vomit. Did oh. you know? No. So according to PLO, rabbits lack a gag reflex. So it, it's it's impossible for them to vomit. Oh, wow. Like they're too weak. The diaphragm is too weak, so poor things. Yes. So what happens if they feel like they need to vomit? So they can't vomit. So if they they consume something poisonous, probably tawawa too. Guy. Poor yes. Things. Okay. Just die. I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, guy. But actually, if you've ever like Nini carried a rabbit too light, so their bones they're too mm-hmm. light. Yeah. Something like you can squish. Sorry to say. <laughs> okay, so but honestly, uh, I think we should just call this animal reflection. <laughs> oh yeah, ZP will no. come in with all the animal facts. You know, cats and <laughs> dogs and rabbits. And... And... Hey, oh my god. Yeah. Okay, no. Say for that one time she gave us reflections at pineapples. Other than that, it's always animals. Yeah, probably <laughs> most likely about animals, food. Yes. Okay, In so agriculture with yes. agribusiness. Agribusiness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, that was interesting. So we are diving to the next segment. On this episode, we interviewed various people on what juvenile justice means to them. And we are categorizing this into two 
main aspects that is the legal matters and the non-legal matters. And our first guest was Paolo Tieno, aka Paushinski. Paushinski. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, aka the best storyteller in my opinion, I know. Honestly. Yes. If you don't he follow is. him, like comes on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. what yes. are you doing with your life? And also he's a food phot- food photographer. Yeah. The best. I know. Absolutely. Yes. One of the biggest <laughs> fans. Yes. yes. Yeah. And he had this to say. What do I think about when I think about uh, juvenile justice? I think about access to justice and the instrument of justice for children. Uh, I think about the access to processes that will help them get justice. Not just uh, the fact that justice needs to be done, but it must be seen to be done. When I was in primary school, I had a classmate who came from one of the slums. On this day, he came to school. On the next day, he didn't come to school. And we didn't know what was up. We really didn't even think about it because, you know, people miss schools uh, for different reasons. So they could either be sick or they needed to travel or whatever it is. I think uh, sometime down the line, uh, word came to school that he was uh, he had been taken to an approved school because he was uh, perceived, you know, allegedly to be in a gang and an armed gang at that. And if I think about it, uh, we were, what, uh, 9, 10? And we have a 10-year-old going to an approved school. Uh, you know, it didn't make sense to me. In my head, then, approved schools were jail of some sorts. And it was, a, it was an approved school in, uh, I think, in Kajiado, way towards uh, Namanga, way, 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 way out of Nairobi. Uh, so uh, being here now and thinking about it then, I just feel like, uh, you know, maybe there should have been a proper uh, way of handling whatever situation that is, you know. Because they are kids, they are kids, and kids are impressionable. Kids are sometimes found in situations they don't choose for themselves, or they actually don't even know what was going on. So I just feel that uh, he could have been helped in one way or the other. I think about my kids, and I think about whatever, you know, situations kids are in, and, you know, my heart stops uh, just thinking uh, about the fact that they might be uh, at conflict with the law, and uh, they have to access uh, some form of justice. I also want to just recognize uh, the fact that the Kenya judicial system has really, really done some stellar work in trying to get people to access uh, justice. In the past uh, couple of years, there have been a rapid uh, result of sort in creating courts and uh, courtrooms in remote places, digitizing of, of court documents, accessing uh, courts through or digital means, uh, I mean, you know, we must give credit to its due. But I, I just feel like, you know, as, as a state, as a country, we still need to get uh, to better ways of uh, granting access to justice and instruments of justice. But with key focus on, uh, on juvenile justice, you know, do kids know uh, what happens when whatever happens, happens, you know, how do they report, how do they... Uh, uh, present themselves? Do they have choices or are those choices made for them by other people? Uh, so maybe a lot more information on courts and uh, juvenile systems of justice. Yeah, so I, I, I feel that kids should be given uh, a lot more information so that they know that if X happens then, uh, Y should then happen, which will lead to Z. But just to close, justice for all, especially children. Thank you. Amazing. Like, wow, so much, 
so much that Pau has shared. Um, we're going to be debunking that in a few. But I also sat with a friend of mine. She is a genius, this lady, but I will not be speaking <laughs> about that today. Um, she's an advocate of the High Court of Kenya and she is practicing at DLA Piper, IKM. That's one of the top tier law firms in Kenya. And so I also asked her, you know, what does juvenile justice mean to her? And this is what she had to say. Okay, this isn't something that I've actually ever thought about in terms of what it what it means, like its definition or something of a sort. But I would say based on also like reading from your blog and also attending a few of your events, I would say juvenile justice, in terms of Kenya specifically, it's the structure that exists tailored to minors who are in conflict with the law. From my understanding of it, juvenile justice in Kenya and the systems that exist would include maybe the establishment of specific children's courts, you know, the postal institutions, the remand centers. And then it should also be the structure that takes into account the fact that this person is a minor and what that entails in terms of conflict with the law. So, for instance, what's the age of criminal responsibility in Kenya and has this child met it in relation to the crime that they're being accused of? Things of the sort. So, in my understanding, that's what I would say criminal justice is. Sorry, juvenile justice is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, juvenile justice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, okay, guys, just allow me <laughs> to jump right into it and just um, share my reflections on both what Pao and Charlo had to say because mm-hmm. I think it's 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 linked really. Um, Charlo, of course, is an advocate, but Pao is not. But you can just tell. Um, the richness in terms of the legal content from both of their answers. And when I was listening to Pao, first of all, I thought, ZP, you shared a similar story in one of our episodes. You said that you had a friend. You know, she disappeared, I think. And then suddenly you were told, you know, she's been taken to this and that place, right? And you all did not know what was Mm -hmm. happening. So the same thing has happened. And again, it was in a slum-dwelling setup, right? So I think one of the things I'm taking out of this is centering children in the middle of juvenile justice. Like it is about them, Mm -hmm. but we have to always remember that. Access to information, Paul talked about, children's courts, um, Charlo said, and so many other things. But one of the things that, you know, stuck with me as they were speaking is, let us center children. It is about them. Let us Mm -hmm. give them information. They need to understand. So when your friend is taken to an approved school, what does that mean? You know what's happening in these different courts? Are they understanding what is going on? Do they have access to the various rights? So that that was like my main takeaway from both of their reflections. I think what stood out for me was a visible justice system. Like something that also you can even have a conversation with the, with your younger ones or just children in general. Just to give an example... It can be hard telling a kid that, ah, uh, because of this and this. A visible justice system for me, what I understand is that where we see, like, just the way they air court proceedings for the cases that have made uh, public. They've been of public, pu- public interest. interest. Yes, yes, yeah. public interest. Uh, just the way we see the court proceedings on TV. But we have never seen that for kids. Or am I wrong? 
Okay, but in huh? that instance, it mm. would not be, it would actually be a violation of their rights yeah. to air such cases because it kids the, oh, okay. the, the purpose is to hide their identity as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And, oh. you know, if I can draw even from the conversation that we had with mm. Paul the other day, he says his records are still showing that he was in conflict with the law, whereas what are even showing on TV mm. Even on his good conduct, it should not be there. So for children, we have to really protect their identity because there's that understanding that this happened as a child Mm -hmm. and all the other psychological things that we're always discussing should not affect your life as an adult. So if your case is being broadcasted in Mm -hmm. the public... And don't forget that you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Sure. So even those cases that you're already seeing on TV, in mm. a sense, should not be happening because yeah. you're somehow condemning the person in the public's mm. eye. For, yeah. yeah. So imagine how bad it is for a child. Okay, just to add on that, uh, there's something like an in, on camera or in camera during court proceedings. Oh, yes. Yes. In camera. Actually, that was... what. <laughs> sorry, that was what I was trying to bring up. Uh, not necessarily like Nini broadcasting the kids, but just having media media companies or the media in general um, highlighting that juvenile delinquency exists. Yeah. So it's, it's a system that's visible to the yes. public. People know. Yes. It's not something oh, no. that you forget yes, that happens. Exactly. Like yeah. The media is highlighted. Yes. I, I think we've, 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 we're seeing a lot of this happening, but I definitely agree. I think the reason we know that this is happening is that we are in this field. Yes. We are working with these yeah. people. Mm-hmm. So as someone else who's removed, mm-hmm. it, are there stories like this being covered, you know, with the necessary privacy? Yeah. Um, aspects but mm-hmm. do people actually know that this system is happening yeah although when we talk about in camera mm-hmm. as far as children matters are concerned and even sometimes family matters yeah. Yeah. like divorce mm-hmm. it doesn't mean in camera with the vid- with the media, media yeah. it means in chambers in- yeah chambers. With just mm-hmm. the 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 relevant party yes. the magistrate and the advocates but yeah it definitely should be more visible yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, agree with the visibility and uh, like something else that I'm thinking about, um, Pao said this in his reflection, he talked about the story of the kid who was taken to an approved school when he was, when they were in school, when they're young and him not understanding what that whole yeah. thing is and you know this kid been taking all the way to, been taken all the way to Kajiad or whatever it was and it's a reflection that. I feel like even us have had on this show just how clueless, you know, just to say it lightly, we all have been at some points in our lives in as far as juvenile justice is concerned. That's just, you know, it, it just shows that it's not just us or it's not just a, you know, a JP problem or a bright problem or a ZP problem. It's a serious problem, yeah? We, everyone we talk to, they say they had no idea about, you know... Charlo said that in the beginning of her. E- yeah? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I, I, just the fact that this is something that everyone keeps admitting that, you know, they have no idea about, mm-hmm. really. We really need to make it very visible. We really need to make it... Um, we need to have all this information out there. I yeah. feel like how... The same way we are advocating for um, things like sex education to be introduced in schools, mm-hmm. I feel like even things about you know the justice system. Let's not even get to the juvenile justice system. The justice system, people need to understand it. Yeah, you don't need to be a lawyer 
for you to understand it. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of whoever you are, when you get out there and you commit a crime, you will not tell a police officer that you didn't know it was a crime. Ignorance of the law is not a defense. Mm. So everyone should be aware of, you know, all these things. And I feel like it's one part that our system or our curriculum has really not paid attention to and it needs to happen. Yeah. Wow. Just so, before you continue, Jambi, yeah. there's something you've mentioned. Okay, we, I didn't have an idea about that. So when you're a child in conflict with the law, your records are not supposed to be... In an ideal system, yeah. they should be expunged. Okay. Yeah. In, 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 in certain jurisdictions, mm -hmm. they will be... I mean, if an intelligence service is looking through your records, yeah, they yeah. will find them. Mm -hmm. But they should not be like, you're going for your good conduct and Apple is saying that you are found guilty for this day. Nini. Okay. As long as you did it as a minor, yeah. then it should be hidden from public record. Oh, yeah. nice. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's, the, the, the idea is, we keep saying this, mm -hmm. there's so many things that lead children into committing crimes, yes. mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and there's so many other factors, even during, like they've, they've already been punished so much and yeah. they're a child. And then you put this person, and, and Paul rightly said it, he can't get a job in government mm -hmm. right now. Yep. Why? Because of his good conduct. But you've seen him, he's a person of good standing yes. in society, right? And this is something he did. Actually, he, in his case, didn't even do it. But even someone who had actually committed a crime as a child, you know, and that thing will follow you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. For an adult, the idea is by the time you're committing this crime, you already understand the yes. difference between good and bad mm -hmm. um, crimes and all that. But for children, there's the necessity of better protection. Yeah. And I'm going back to what Bright was saying a while back about ensuring that there's proper information yeah. and not just to kids, but yeah, even to advocates, right? So when Charlo was speaking, Charlo, I think is the one person who is always up to date with our podcast. Like <laughs> an hour into us releasing the episode, she's already texting me notes about what we said. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> um and even she is someone who's connected, like based off of our work now, she has access to some of this information, is very interested in how she can plug in. Mm -hmm. But there are other advocates out there who may have even also studied children and the law. But again, I mean, Bright and I were like that and we didn't know, mm -hmm. right? So for mm -hmm. example, can the Law Society of Kenya include some of these trainings in their CPD points, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. One of the other challenges we have when we're trying to get advocates to take up cases is most will say, I have no, like, where do I start with children? I have no clue how um, juvenile justice matters work mm -hmm. or what are the provisions. There's also keep saying child psychology is very important in this kind of work. So we also need to have regular trainings, including in things like CPD points um, for some of these various actors to ensure that we are, we are creating a profession that is able to act for some of the most vulnerable groups in society. Anyway, so LSK officials, hey, hit us up if you want people to train your advocates <laughs> yes. um, or our, mm -hmm. our fellow learned colleagues. Learned colleagues. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. We've heard from um, both Pau and Chalo and both their reflections were very legal in nature. And Zipi spoke to someone who would also um, share his reflections that are not very, um, you know, legal conventional. or conventional. <laughs> yeah. So Zipi, do you want to tell us who you spoke to? 
I spoke to Joseph, he's a close family to me. And I find him very resourceful, especially when it comes to foreign matters. Jambi, documentaries. documentaries. Yes, and documentaries too. And what he had to say was, was in regards to the Canadian suppression that happened in the 1800s. And what was happening is uh, they were trying to erase indigenous identities of the native people. So let's say like the Indians. And what they did, they were being forced in residential schools, as they were referred to. And these residential schools, to them, most people, they were considered as prisons. Mm. So while there, they were, you couldn't even talk your native language. So a lot of their rights were infringed because there was abuse too. They were being punished. And what Joseph was saying was in regards to this, like how he came to know about like kids being uh, detained for no reason. Yes. So do you want us to hear what Joseph had to say? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. Oh, this is what Joseph had to say. So personally, what I know about juvenile detention is from what I've seen from news channels, especially foreign ones. One example of what I've seen uh, is from the Canadian suppression of Native Americans or natives, uh, Canadian, uh, Canadian natives, whom really suffered under post-colonial Canadian government who tried to re-educate them to fit with the Christian values or the Canadian Christian values. They, were, uh, they really suffered a lot because they were taken from their parents and then they were shipped off to Catholic schools which were then used to re-educate them and teach them values that were other than those that were instilled by their parents who were Native Americans. And about uh, two months ago, Canada was celebrating its Reconciliation Day. And that's where I got to see that story from. So I think that's my, my, my own opinion. And it's not because I love foreign coverage of juvenile stories. I think it's because my major is related to international relations. So I think most foreign things usually do catch my attention. So thank you. Wow, okay. So this is very, very unconventional because it's not even children in conflict with the law. Yeah. Per se. They were not accused of having committed any crime, but mm -hmm. listening to him, I was just like, wow, this is some of the things we do to to children as society, mm -hmm. right? There's There's something we have decided that this is illegal now and can even make it as far as being in policy. I mean, caveat i have not researched what was happening at this time but you know based on what zp had shared it's very clear that it had been accepted as this this culture or this um you know group or ethnicity or community has to be eradicated or mm -hmm. wiped out right mm -hmm. so basically these children are being treated as if they're in conflict with the law as if they have in they have committed an offense and now they are being punished for it and it, i don't know it was just interesting to think through that like how many times we do that to children as well so is juvenile justice confined to courts only like how sometimes you look at a child and you're already thinking oh you're an akamwizi or you're an oh, yeah. and you start treating them 
in a certain way or even those who've left the, the institution and they have been rehabilitated and reformed, but we still want to continue punishing them. You mm-hmm. know, we still want to put them in certain ways. Pau had said something interesting about, uh, I know I'm kind of taking us back, but it's relevant to this segment. Him as a parent and him thinking through his children and what what would happen to them if they were in conflict with the law. Right. So there's a legal aspect of that, which we've talked about a lot, but... What about this aspect of them being seen as problematic, mm-hmm. quote unquote, mm-hmm. in society? And sometimes people even pushing parents, you know, and now we are taking the law technically in our hands and 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 punishing them. So I think juvenile justice to me must also recognize that there's things that we ourselves do that are infringing on children's, you know, rights. And we are treating them as if they're in conflict with the law when really they are not. Uh, for me, what I took from that was these people were being stripped of their cultural identity. Mm. So while there, you are, you are relearning new stuff that you have to forget about what whatever you knew before that. So you are actually, it's like they're imposing you to their cultural, cultural beliefs, of which I don't think that's right. And legally... It's not right, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. We mm-hmm. have the, the... A child has a right to a name. Yeah. Which also translates into a right to a cultural Culture, identity, yeah. mm-hmm. cultural identity and all that. So you have a right to your cultural identity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I don't feel like I have anything to add. But then just, you know, what both of you said, Um, you know... Yeah, we definitely need to put more thought into how we look at, you know, children generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I personally think this is an episode we should probably have in every season because it's interesting to hear from different people like, what is juvenile justice to you? Yeah. So we're always... And you, this is how you learn. This is how you also come up mm-hmm. with um, interesting policy. We had Lady Justice Mateka telling us the other day, challenge us. And, you yeah. know, yeah. even you, our listeners, challenge us. When you're thinking juvenile justice, what is it? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you thinking? So I, I think this is something we should definitely be doing. And uh, constantly, whether or not it's outside of the podcast, mm-hmm. even for ourselves, just keep thinking, what exactly are we talking about? What exactly are we aiming for? And what exactly yeah. do we want to see? Guys, it's time for the game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I did promise to... Zippy and Bright are having a bit of a tip over here and I'm staying out of it. I did promise to think of a game to play this episode, Mm -hmm. but I dropped the ball. So we're just going to do fun facts because we haven't done this since like episode one anyway. And I promise we will have have a new game for the next... Episode. Okay, yes, I am. I'm committing. I'm, yeah, I'm committing to this. Um, try and be original. I'll tell be us, last. Tell us things that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that means I, I'm. That means Zipio first. Yeah. Try and tell us things that you're, you're sure you're sure we don't know yeah. about you. And I mean, and as we, we're drawing towards the end of this season, so I'm sure that there there are newer things that you know. You might have found out about yourself that we don't know. 
don't know. I found out a lot about myself that I didn't know this year. Honestly. Then you're sharing okay, three facts. It's, it's not from a fun perspective. It's <laughs> oh, from a, I'm growing, I'm an yeah. adult ah, perspective yeah. and I'm learning and I'm learning. Maybe that's what you should, but that would be boring. It would be, wouldn't be very fun. Um. <laughs> uh, fun fact. I'm not a sweet tooth. Can you say? No, we know that one. Please. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> we know. Uh, I eat rice and beans every day. We, we know that we one. Know that For one. real. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to farming. You know about that? I mean, all Tippy. your reflections are about Have you farming. told us everything? We've just talked about agribusiness. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't, don't have a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I I'm not, I'm not even sure if this is like fun fact, but it is a fact about me. I took six years to finish high school. Wow. I, yeah, I don't think anyone. Wait, no, he, he's never told us. No, you don't know that. Yeah, I know. How did you know? I also... because of first. <laughs> <laughs> well, ah, not for. But is it not because I said it? Okay. <laughs> And, uh, Plus, not, I think we've discussed this at our yeah. Kilisha mm-hmm. thing. Yes. Yeah. It at a team have, building. Please come it up. Might have come up. <laughs> it might have come up. It might have come up then. Um, okay. Then I... GP is still coming here with the sass. Be creative. <laughs> come on. <laughs> would, it be, would it be surprising if I said I am hydrophobic? You've told us that. I haven't well. told you yeah. that. You've told us because you had the discussion about you're from coast. How oh. can you be hydrophobic? <laughs> My goodness. What's happening? <laughs> Okay. Um, okay, I have one. Okay, yeah, you uh, go. It's not very fun, but I guess it's a fun fact. Is as I'm discovering myself, I'm also discovering that I don't know myself. That's my fun fact. I yes. don't know myself. Is my fun. Well, fact. I do agree with that, but then I'm I'm giving you a side eye. Like why? I said it's not very fun. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, sure. Um, sometimes I think I don't know myself. Sometimes I'm very sure I I am like yeah I know myself 100. percent But yeah. But I feel it's part of growing up is relearning yourself. I don't think I've ever known myself. Right. <laughs> Let me plug you to some... A documentary? Okay. No. no. <laughs> she's taking notes. Okay. It's not a documentary, mm-hmm. but uh, she's a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And she talks very diverse issues on self-identity. She's a good one. She's called Till Swan. And she does shorts on YouTube. Very, very, very... Like, it can be 30 seconds, but... Mm-hmm her knowledge on just everything. Like she has a way of putting whatever you're feeling or whatever you're feeling at that moment mm. in a way that you can understand like where it's coming from. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So how do I spell her name? T-E-A-L and then Swan. Thanks, ZP. Interesting. Okay, I can... This is a fact that I don't think you know. And mm. if you know it, then I give up. My watch is not even working. And I wait every day. I think we know that from the day we did the B-roll shoot. What? <laughs> None of our phones are. I mean, that's a fun fact for all of us. So when None we shot the B-roll content for this podcast, we all had to look at our watches and none of them were actually working. So the camera had to be at such a cool angle because... <laughs> uh, yeah, that is, that, is a fun, that is a fun fact. I mean, it initially, I mean, it can still rotate and stuff, but then... It's an automatic water here and like I need to set yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know much about these things. I need to set it every morning. And I used to do it because when I when I move, it moves. When I rest, it rests. So okay. in the evening when I take it off and put it on my, wherever I put it, 
after a while it will stop. So does it have a battery? Am I don't I know. Uses your, it uses your. It uses my. I don't know. Moisture. It kinetic energy or something. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Initially, when I got it, I used to be very good with setting it every morning and the date and all that. But I don't think I've done that this year. So I just wait. So are you and... supposed to sleep with it? So it's supposed so, to be. But like even a if I sleep, do I have to sleep watch. shaking my hand? Yeah. Like that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a smartwatch, but whatever this watch is, it's just. I get compliments about, oh, I like your watch. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I wish you knew. Okay, wow. That's, that's, yeah. that's really fun. That's really cool. Is oh, mine. Thing? I do 90% of my hair, including the wigs. And the we wigs. know. I know I, that one. I yeah. knew you do your She wigs. makes her wigs, guys. And they and look really, really good. good. You should make it a business. Just don't take them to that place where people get their wigs snatched. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we need to wrap up. Yes, this is interesting. I have three tattoos that was very mean? spontaneous. Oh. Uh, one on my left hand is my name. Okay. <laughs> on my right hand, you have a semicolon. Do you guys know what that means? What? No, I mean, no, we are very stupid. We don't know <laughs> no. what a semicolon means. No, like in, in relating to life in general. Oh, like, no. Just a breather, mean? I guess. Oh. Yes. Okay. Wow, okay, I'm definitely getting that tattooed. I've always wanted to have a tattoo, but I'm really scared that my skin will react because I have the most dramatic, not sensitive is not even the word, <laughs> dramatic skin type. Yeah. Yes, uh, they're very spontaneous. And wow. I have, okay, the other one is <coughs> undisclosed location. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's just a name. Yes. Okay. And ah, it's those ones that need to be crossed <laughs> Or you need to add, you need to add motivation. <laughs> Something. Yeah, oh, exactly. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Guys, oh. Thank you so much. I can't believe this is like our second or third last episode. Yeah. Ah, wow, wow, wow. This is our second last episode of the year, of the season. Yep. And uh, yeah, and thanks to everyone who's contributed to you know this episode. Um, mm -hmm. um, everyone who shared with us what juvenile justice means to them, and uh, yeah, even more people that you might get to hear or see you know audiograms of on our socials yeah. that will keep sharing with mm -hmm. us what juvenile justice means to them. Yeah. yeah, so thank you so much, guys. Um, ZP, do you have any parting shots? Uh, no, just keep being supportive to us. Yeah. yeah. It has been quite a journey and we appreciate your feedback. Yeah. Yeah, we really do appreciate your feedback, guys. I I manage social media and I see your I want to tell you, I see your messages. I mean I always respond. So yeah. I see your messages, I see your interactions with us. Thank you so much. You can continue doing that on our social media at wakili.shah on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and at wakili underscore sha on Twitter. And on our website, www.wakilisha.org. And yeah, it's a wrap. See you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.